So this week we're off to Kenya and I'm going to tell you why our Kenya is better than everybody else's Kenya. It's mainly because of Brian. So as I said, we're going to go and visit our friend Brian in Kariga. Now, Kariga is an estate. Um, estate coffees in uh, Kenya used to be the majority of the coffee that came out. But because a lot of those estate farms, which lots of land, uh, have been turned into gated communities, housing estates, warehousing, they've slowly been disappearing where now they're around about 25% of the production comes from estates, where it used to be the majority of the production came from there. Um, Brian and his family are trying their hardest to hang on to the farm and to make it profitable um, so they don't have to sell it. Uh, you know, they're very proud that their father um, in the 60s used to work on that farm um, a, a, as a you know, farm manager and picker and then got to the point where he was able to buy the farm. Um, and if you want to go and kind of see some, some of that stuff, Go look at the, uh, uh, in my mug I did while I was in Kenya with Brian. Uh, we'll put a link on the screen here. Um, but um, the family doing really good work at trying to find direct routes to market. So back in uh, 2011, I bought this coffee, but I bought it from the Kenya Coffee Auction. The Kenya Coffee Auctions are um, something that happens where samples get sent out to exporters um, who will then cup hundreds and hundreds of coffees. Um, and then they'll go to the auction and sit in these little wooden booths with a big screen at the front, like a lecture theatre, and press a button if they want to buy it. Um, and eventually, you know, somebody will end up buying that coffee. We bought it through an importer that had gone through that process. And then about three, four years later, Brian contacted me via email um, and said, I saw you bought my coffee once and you said you liked it. Do you want to buy it again? Um, so we picked that up and did buy it again. Now, there are pluses and negatives for that coffee auction. One thing that happens in Kenya is prices tend to be much, much higher than you would find anywhere else because of that regulation and because you can't go to a farmer and undercut or um, kind of pay lower prices. Uh, up until recently, you couldn't do that. It's meant that the price has consistently been held high in Kenya. Since the last five, ten years, you can now do direct contracts. So what we have with Brian is a direct contract. It doesn't have to go through the auction anymore. Uh, we can agree a price with him and then we don't just kind of take the coffee uh, uh, and um, Brian benefits because he gets a set price. He knows exactly what he's going to get. Anybody who sold something on eBay knows that sometimes you really win and then sometimes you really lose. Well, that's no different in those coffee auctions. Whereas if you know you're going to get set price every time. It allows you to plan, it allows you to invest in the farm, um, it allows you to budget, uh, but also gives you comfort that you know year on year you're going to find somewhere for that coffee to go to. Um, the relationship with Brian has grown and grown um, over the years. Um, and when you're watching this, uh, I will actually be in Kenya and spending a couple of days with Brian. So keep an eye on our Instagram and um, Twitter and all the other uh, social media things where you'll see um, lots of updates of that uh, coming through. So that's pretty much uh, Kenya Coffee Auctions and Brian's Coffee. So why don't we go and have a wonderful, wonderful fact from Mr. Roland Glow. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Did you get it? I found Roland. Come with me. Be careful not to startle him and always approach him from the front, otherwise he can get quite aggressive. Hello Roland, do you have a daft back for us? Hello Steve, speaking of quite aggressive, 
Did you know that on Kariga they have a small lake where there are hippos? Hippotastic. Now, as a coffee roaster, you always love Kenyans. Like, Kenyans are the time of year you get very excited. But before we do that, we should do the competition that you get no prize for. It is the competition without reward, apart from praise and love and respect. And it comes from Upikizek. Thank you for having the most difficult name to read. Um, and it was an Escondida in my mug uh, photo um, and in my mug bags, virtually guaranteed to get on here. You take a picture, if you take a picture of you with the In My Mug bag, like that's nailed on, you would be in the next ones. So, um, yes, thank you, Upikizak. Um, I can wait no longer. I need to drink Kenyan. So, the very tip, there's two typical profiles of washed Kenyans. The first uh, profile is very blackcurranty, uh, very fruity. The other one, a little bit more red winey and a little bit more like uh, kind of pushing out to the, those flavours. So let's uh, see what we have here. Oh, that is so good. That is the very typical blackcurrant. It is uh, all blackcurrant on the front end. Kind of turns into a little bit like a, an orange juice. Um, it is all acidity. And there's a tiny little, I haven't done a shoulder for a while. A little bit of a shoulder of strawberry on the finish, but the blackcurrant is very much the definite kind of like definitive um, flavour descriptor that's in there. Um, what do you think? Let me know. Um, comment wherever you can comment, Twitter or Instagram, or put something on our Facebook page. You can watch in my mugs on Facebook. You can watch them everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, the website, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts from. Apparently that's a cool thing to say now. Um, Thank you for joining me. It is uh, wonderful to have you as part of our In My Mug journey. I hope to see you on the next one. But until then, do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. <laughs>